All right, what had me so upset after church on Sunday that I was in tears, crying, and okay, yep, truth be told, dropping F-bombs. Thank goodness for my sweet husband who let me drive around the block I don't know how many times till I wrestled this truth out, and I can't wait to share it with you today. Welcome to the Grace Current Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Will, Christian author, entrepreneur, and certified business coach. But confession, I did not get here by charging forward and asking God to bless my effort. Yeah, like me, have you found that road actually leads to a tough place of burnout and overwhelm with a healthy sad dish of doubt and confusion. But it's at this humbling place that I received an oh-so-sweet invitation to walk in the grace we have received. And friend, it is your inheritance too, and it comes from your Father who sits on a throne of grace. Yeah, it's how He gets things done in heaven and how He wants to collaborate with you on earth to see your life, your passions, your goals, and your God-sized dreams come to fruition with a clear path, exhilarating pace, without losing your peace. So if you're ready to be propelled by God's giant wave of grace, then grab your board. It's time for the ride of your life on the Grace Current. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. So glad to be back with you after the 4th of July holiday. Hope you guys all had a wonderful time celebrating with family and friends. Um, we It was our first time actually being away from family during a major holiday as we've moved out to Utah to do a four-year tour with the military. So it was a little different. I had a little bit of a meltdown, not going to lie, but um, my special, sweet, amazing husband helped me turn it all around. And so um, part of that, though, was a trip to church. And there was one line in one song. I mean, I love church. I love I love, love, love. Anyway, there was one line that really tripped me off. And I want to share it with you today because I think it's key to everything that we, how we look at ourselves as um, believers and heirs. And um, it really upset me to the core. I was so upset. You guys, I'm going to cry again. Um, Because I don't want you looking at yourself this way. And I don't think God wants you looking at yourself this way. So, all right. Let's dive in before I completely start bawling like a blubbering idiot here. Um, I was planning on moving on to um, talking about moving into the Grace Current and partnering with Grace, but it was like, er, no, God was like, this needs to be clear. This is this is so important. And um, I want to thank also Women With A Voice. If you've never um, gone on their um, brand new site on Facebook or Rumble, Um, they allowed me to share this raw right after it had happened. And, um, so I just want to give a special shout out to women with a voice. Um, okay. So, okay. There was a song that we sang and it really upset me one tiny little line in the song. So, um, don't, I don't want you to get the wrong impression that I, um, don't love, all of those who love the Lord and we all have to figure out ways to um, just understand our theology and where it's coming from and those who are presenting it in song and um, maybe have had an experience and it translated into a song and maybe 
we don't always understand the full concept. So I don't want you to think that I'm just coming after this artist and I'm not even going to tell you who it was, but it, cause I'm not, um, it really was just me, um, wrestling with the concept that I felt was being portrayed in the song and it could totally be different, but it's just me. And it was what tripped me and what God used to really help me dig deep into what's the truth. What is the truth? So let's dig in. Okay. So I've talked about the two reactions that we kind of have when God gives us, um, a calling or a dream or, um, just something that's burning on our heart, a lifestyle legacy, whatever your dreams are. There's two responses we can have. We can run in like, thank you, Lord, got it, self-reliance. And I've already shared my story of how that landed for me. Or we can also go into self-doubt. And we've talked about in the past podcasts, like um, imposter syndrome and doubting God and doubting self and kind of ways to overcome those. But what I really realized um, in this fresh fire that fell on Sunday was that there's a root deeper than this that is coming through in this dualistic message that we're getting. And I want to ask you this question, and um, you can search your heart and, and really ask yourself what you think the answer is to this question. Are we worthy or are we not worthy of salvation, of grace, of mercy? Because in James, it says that a double-minded one is unstable in all their ways. And I want us to be really clear and stable and not tossed about by the winds of doctrine um, or opinion um, as to what you are worthy of. I want to look back at a couple of verses and a couple of parables because I think Jesus is telling us loud and clear. Okay, so this is Matthew 13, 44. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, which a man found and hid. And from joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. So what are we? We are the, the treasure. Here's the next verse. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls. And upon finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Right? We're the pearl. We're the treasure. And are we the treasure before we're purchased? Before we're redeemed? Yep, we are. Our value was declared or seen by the merchant or by the man who found him in the hit, hit it before redemption. We are worthy. We are valuable before redemption. So it's not about our actions, but it's our identity that makes us worthy. All right, let's move on to Luke 15. And remember this story, we've heard it over and over, the prodigal son, okay? But I want you to hear something that maybe you haven't heard before. This is Luke 15, 19. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. And he got up and he came to his father. 
While he was still a long way off, the father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced and kissed him. And the son said, Father, I have sinned in your sight against heaven, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Wait, what? No longer worthy? No longer worthy? So you were, you thought you were worthy, but now you think you're not worthy because of your actions, oh son? Is that what you're saying? Well, let's see what the father's response was. He said, nonsense, right? Bring out the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his hand, signifying that he has the authority of the father now to act on his behalf. And the robe, honor and righteousness, right? and put sandals on his feet that wherever he goes, he is carrying my message, he is carrying my authority. Bring it, like let's party. <laughs> Do you see what happened there? The father didn't give a hind's end about the what the son had done. It wasn't about the actions that made him worthy. It was about his identity as a son and daughter. We are the sons and daughters. We just like the prodigal. It's not about our actions that make us worthy. So yes, our actions don't make us worthy, but they also don't make us unworthy. Do you remember when um, John the Baptist said, I'm not worthy to tie the sandals and Jesus, what did Jesus do? Nonsense, baptize me, right? Our worthiness gets so mixed up in our behavior because that's a lot of the message that comes forward from music and from the church as we sense our unworthiness because of our actions. But we have to balance that with our worthiness because of our identity in Christ. Our worthiness, our pearlness, our great value is because of we were made in the image and likeness of God. And he wants us back. Remember, like it was Ezekiel, can these dry bones live is the question. Yes, this dead man who's dead can live again. And it's not because of your actions or my actions that make us worthy. It's because of our identity. And that makes us valuable. And that makes us worthy of the grace, worthy of the cross. And that's the way God sees us. And that's the way he wants us to view ourselves. And so we need to be really discriminatory when we're hearing these constant messages about how we're not worthy and how we've sinned and how we've done, done all these bad, bad, bad. God's not concerned with that. Just like the father of the prodigal, he wasn't concerned. He didn't ask for a laundry list of all the things that the son had done before he called for the robe and the sandals. He just said, oh my gosh, he's back. He's back. That's all that mattered is that he wanted redemption and he wanted reconciliation and that's all that matters to God, okay? All of your stuff, all of your junk, stop looking at that as your tool of measurement as for your worthiness, okay? Our actions neither make us worthy nor do they make us unworthy. Yes, they, nor, they don't make us um, be able to account for our, our salvation, nor do they unaccount. <laughs> that we just need reconciliation and redemption, okay? reconciliation and redemption. So that field, that environment, that territory that we've been in may have caused us to behave in an unworthy manner of the cross, but it never makes us unworthy of the cross. The challenge is to walk in a manner worthy of the cross, but doing it never changes our value to God.
Okay, we're always worth it or Jesus wouldn't have done it. He paid it all to rescue out of the, the dark territory and redeem us from the enemy's snare where we were slaves of unrighteousness and restore us to the kingdom and to the Father, to the King of kings and Lord of lords. And that's why you are called to go do this big life, this big dream, this God-sized whatever it is you're carrying with his robe of righteousness, with his ring, his signet ring, and with his sandals, you are graced to go forward, right? Take a deep breath. <laughs> I'm talking to myself here. <laughs> uh, so because you are his and you bear his name, you are the pearl of great price. You are his beloved offspring. Put on that robe. Put on that ring. He's offering it to you. And get into his grace current to launch these God-sized dreams because where he calls you to go, he will grace you to go with the power, the provision, the wisdom, the insight, the foresight, the unchallenged authority as an ambassador of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords from the kingdom of heaven. Just like on earth, the ambassadors and foreign embassies are how they operate. If you've kind of ever studied that, we um, have our own embassies in different countries, but in that little territory, that embassy operates just like it would if it was on U.S. soil. Same rules apply, same government applies, and that's the same thing that happens to you. You are like a mobile king of king and lord of lords, kingdom of heaven, mobile embassy. And where you go, the grace of God goes. And just learning to partner with it is the next step. And we're going to get into that. So hope this has encouraged you today. And um, you share it with someone because it just might unlock something that's been holding them back. All right. We'll catch you next time, friends, on The Grace Current. Thanks so much for joining me on today's podcast. Did this episode encourage you or unlock something new for you today? I'd love to hear about it. You can drop me a message and leave a review on Apple iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And then, hey, would you pray about who else in your life might need to hear this podcast too? Then share a link with them. Lastly, if you're looking for a more solid understanding of grace, you can get on the wait list for my new book by clicking on the link in the show notes. All right, friends, that's a wrap. We'll catch you next time on The Grace Current.